chapter 21 is where we're reading from today. Luke chapter 21. And I'm going to read just one verse. Seven very powerful words. Seven very revealing words. Everybody read it with me. Luke 21, 19. In your patience possess ye your souls. One more time. In your patience possess ye your souls. We preach today about the delays of life. The delays of life. Anybody ever have any delays thrown into your life schedule? Bless your name, God, today. Thank you for your mercy and all that you're doing and have done. Give us strength. Help us, God, today to walk according to your perfect and divine purpose and will. No more than no less. Open hearts, God, today. Touch somebody's life, somebody's mind, somebody's thought patterns. God, today we give you all the praise. Don't let us leave here the same as we came. I give you all the praise, all the glory. Jesus' mighty name. Look at somebody and say, another delay. You may be seated today. Only respond internally, please. Keep it to yourself. But does anybody in here struggle with patience issues? Patience issues. I don't mean P-A-T-I-E-N-T-S. I mean P-A-T-I-E-N-C-E, patience issues. Sure, that's most of us today, whether we admit it or not. Some of us have a little more control over it than others, but at one time or another, we struggle with patience. Not too much of it, isn't that funny? But too little of it. I want to talk to somebody today that's frustrated with life because according to them, God's not moving fast enough for them. I want to talk about things we deal with and how we respond and how we react when, when up to me, if it's up to me, I think God needs to be quicker about the way he's dealing with things. Y'all looking at me like I just crossed some terrible line, but I'm just reading your thoughts today. God's not moving fast enough. We want God to Hurry up. Now I'm asking you for a response. If that's you, show me your hand today. Well, thank you, Brother Adam. Thank you for being honest today. Appreciate that. God, I need you to move, but I just wish you'd move a little faster than you're moving. One thing about it, you might fool me, but you're not fooling God. He already knows where we're at in life, right? Brother Mike, I might act like I've got it all together. <laughs> That's a joke, isn't it? But God sees us in the rawest, the barest, the most exposed, the most weakened place, condition of life. And I'll just be real with you today. There are more times than not, Brother Tim, I wish God would hurry up. Someone said... that God's 
abstinence, God's lack of response, does not mean God isn't listening. But the writer said in Psalm 25, verse 5, the last portion, portion of that verse, he said, on you do I wait all the day. That sounds like some of you and I might have been thinking those very words. We didn't write them, but thank God a man can be open before his, his creator. Do you know that when Abraham received the promise of Isaac to be born, it wasn't next week that she was pregnant? It wasn't next month that she said, I got news for you, Abraham. It wasn't even that Christmas, that fall, that next spring. It was over 20 years. When God said, you're going to have a promised son, can you imagine over two decades going, I would have already forgot about the promise. It just seems to me like, Brother Lance, at least from my corner, that delays become part of my life every day. Some of them I deal with properly. Some of them I don't deal with them very well. Anybody ever get frantic about the delays of life? You're late for work. Your boss told you if you're late again, you're going to be in his office, called on the carpet. You're late for work, and guess what? You get in front of behind a motorhome with Iowa license plates. And they don't know if they want to turn right at Fred Meyer or left, so they're in the middle of every lane. We had a little gathering at the house on the fourth, and I got texts. Where are you? Where are you? You wrote to me five minutes ago. I'm not gonna tell you who texted me that, but you can guess, all right? And a motorhome from the very get-go, driving 27 in a 45. Was that you, brother? <laughs> but we live, Brother Joe, please grab that bag on the left side of my desk, please, the plastic bag. I think it's all in one. We live frustrated, at least frequently frustrated. I do, because things just aren't going like I want them to go. You that are perfect in the house, you can just excuse yourself for the rest of this message, all right? But we live. Anybody like oatmeal? My wife turns her nose up at instant oatmeal. I like it, all right? You like oatmeal, Rich? I like instant things. <laughs> instant oatmeal is good. Hard to beat Pop-Tarts, though, right? Never heard of Pop-Tarts when I was a kid. My mother was bacon and eggs or moose sausage and eggs, stuff like that. I'm not even going to go over there, all right? Who likes Pop-Tarts? I love Pop-Tarts. Got a case of them at my cabin. No cooking required. Instant rice, instant potatoes. We live that way. Product of our environment. Maybe you're not, but most of us are that way. Everybody's busy. As Brother Bear put it in this church, he said, we hurry up and go to work so we can hurry up and get off, so we can hurry up and get home, so we can hurry up and eat dinner, 
hurry up and go to bed so we can hurry up and get up and start it all over again. The end of life, we have spent a frantic, behind schedule, busy pace of life and don't even know where we got, where we went, where we were headed. In your patience, Jesus said, possess ye your souls. Kind of sobers my mind up instantaneously. Kind of gets my thinking back on track, at least for a moment, that my very eternal soul is not only in the hands of God, it's in the hands of how I deal with the delays of life. Patience issues. Patience issues. You go to a, I, I have never been to one, but I, when I was a child, I used to be a fan of every sport imaginable. And they used to broadcast the last couple of laps on the Indy 500 on the radio when I was a kid. I don't know why in Alaska we get such weird subject matter like that. But I was so into it. Just the last few laps and who was going to win the Indy 500? Mario Andretti or Al Unser, somebody like that. And, you know, you hear these guys talk about having pit stops in their, in their plan. They know that after a certain amount of miles, they're going to need fuel. They change their tires. And if you ever watch those guys, it's amazing. They, they can just about do anything to a car in just a few seconds of time. Cars up, all tires change, everything fueled up. And out they go in 30 seconds or less. Sometimes life is like that. It's pit stops. But Brother Rick, I don't look at them as pit stops. I think they're interruptions. I was going along fine today. I was doing just well by myself, smooth sailing. And another interruption. But I want you to know today, Brother Harold, that God put some of those interruptions in our life. God allows pit stops to be forced in our pathway. We're going to talk about why in just a moment, but we might think I've got to be here at 1 p.m. I've got to be there by 9 a.m. And we never schedule, we never schedule delays into our life, but God does. Plays and musicals, even our own Messiah drama that we have. I believe we're going to have it again this next year, God willing. We, we plan in an intermission. We plan in a break so that people can change clothes or they can catch their breath or they can collect their thoughts and get everybody regrouped. Call it a selah moment if you want, but everybody needs moments in life where they just catch their breath and they wipe their brow, and they rest a moment and regroup their minds. I look at them as no more interruptions, please. But God said, trust me, you need a delay right here in your life. I can't wrap my mind around it, but God knows what you need today. And brother and sister, I've said this too many times, but I heard Billy Cole many years ago talk about he was in Thailand, and he was going to cross the border to preach a revival meeting in a neighboring country. And he said he went there. He already purchased his ticket, Brother Michael. 
he was he had a reserved seat. He got there and they'd overbooked and bumped him off. And Brother Cole said, you know, he's he he was he's passed away now. But he was spunky and he was spicy and he would tell you like what he was feeling. And he said, I got angry with that person. He said, I was upset. I had to be on. They were waiting. I was the key speaker that night at the revival meeting. Had to get on that plane and the. And the Lady behind the counter said, you may have to be. You're not getting on that plane. It's already overbooked, and everybody's on the plane, and we're not bumping anybody off. And Brother Cole said that another delay, another struggle, and I don't know how many hours he said he had to wait for another flight, but that plane he was supposed to be on went on, and every human being on that plane died. And he said, God taught me a lesson that day. Never complain about delays that he puts into your life. He knows what's coming, what's ahead. So I ask you this day, can God trust us with waiting? Can God trust you with waiting issues? Or do we lose the Holy Ghost and flip out and lose our temper and go off on God all because another delay in my life? Hello. Where's all the shouters now, huh? Eventually, impatience causes me to often take matters into my own hands. And when I do that, I always make things worse than they were before. If you have time, when you have time for your homework, look at 1 Samuel 13. There's a story about Saul. He was a brooding, impatient, moody man, head and shoulders above everybody else to be the king of Israel. And Saul was told to wait until Samuel went away, and when Samuel, the man of God, came back after seven days, he could offer a sacrifice with the preacher, and God would accept it, and they could move forward in victory. And the Bible said Saul, in his impatience, in dealing with delays irrationally, went ahead of God, went ahead of the man of God, and offered the sacrifice himself. And the Bible said, as soon as Saul offered the sacrifice, guess who appeared on the hillside? There's Samuel. And Samuel came back and rebuked the king and said, what is your problem? He said, you delayed your coming. You didn't come when you said you'd be here. You were impatient. I was impatient, rather, Saul said. And if you read along about verse 13 and 14 of 1 Samuel 13, Saul is rebuked by Samuel and it cost him the kingdom. What I'm trying to say is that very often impatience causes us to put our hands in where they're not supposed to be and we make matters worse than they were before the delay ever came. I'm offering you this advice, but I'm offering it to myself as well. I'm being open and honest with you. We're better off just letting the delay play itself out than trying to force God to respond because of our impatience. Right. Amen. Saul's impatience cost him the kingdom of God. Can God trust you and I with waiting? Can God put a delay in your life, a pit stop, an intermission in your life without having to deal with the fallout from the church? Don't talk to your wife for a week because your schedule got upset. 
Don't talk to your husband for a week and a half because everything fell out of place according to you at least yesterday. Hey, you never know. There might have been a reason you were in that traffic jam. There might be a reason you couldn't get in that hospital room when you tried to. There might be a larger reason than you and I can explain. When Jesus came back to the Garden of Gethsemane in Matthew 26, he looked at Peter, James, and John, Matthew, Mark, the the three that went beyond the other nine, but the three were sleeping, the Bible said. And Jesus didn't say, I know you're tired, you're under a lot of stress lately, you're so busy at home, the kids have got you wore down. He didn't say, none of that stuff. You know what he said? He said, Watch is King James language. It means wait. Could you not wait one hour? I don't mean this to be consolation for myself or anybody in the house, but if Peter, James, and John can fall asleep under pressure, I guess that means you and I can as well, right? Doesn't make it right, but it does make it human. But Jesus didn't just say, I understand. Your mind checking out because you can't handle details when you're delayed. He just said, what? 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 One hour? You flip out in one hour because it doesn't go your way? Cuss out the preacher because there's a delay in the church parking lot because of one hour, 15 minutes? What? Could you not wait one hour? Sometimes delays are intended to be there. Even though you think it's her clumsiness or his ignorance, sometimes delays are just ordained of God. I, I, don't, have the, I don't have the wherewithal. I'm not connected enough to, to all things knowledge-wise to say this or that, but I do know some delays are ordained by God's hand. talking about the delays of life today, patience struggles, issues in our heart and mind with patience. Can God trust you with delays? This is usually Brother Ken when I ask God when I've got delays in my life. Why? When? All you holier than mouths today, I know you never do that. What? early to get ready. Oh, what a, what a merciful God he is today. What a compassionate God he is, Brother Walter. When I say why, when, what, how long, another delay, God. What mercy he has. Let me just give you this. There's reasons for delays. I'm not saying everything falls into these two two categories, but something for you to chew on and think about today. Reason for delays, I just wrote down two of them. Number one, rest. Emotional, physical, any kind of rest you want to put in that category. Isaiah 40, verse 31. They that wait upon the Lord, they that wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. Sometimes we just need rest. I didn't say sleep. I said rest. 
Sometimes I've had a, enough sleep to get by, but my mind has not rested. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're, you're, you're up periodically during the night, even though you're, you're almost asleep. You're, you're connected to that feeling, but you get up feeling more restless than when you went to bed. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Sometimes delays are in our life because we need rest. So it's almost counterproductive, Brother Nate, when, when delays come my way and I freak out on God or I just get amped up and psyched out about, about the things that I'm having to deal with today. This instant rice is horrible. It's not even instant. Still takes five minutes. I remember when I was a teenager and I was a roommate on Jewel Lake with a guy I worked with, and uh, he and I were both young and dumb, okay? And I remember him trying to show me how he could cook instant potatoes. And um, it was, I still remember. What, aren't these dry flakes supposed to be cooked? I said, Steve, I mean, aren't they supposed to be mixed in? Both of us impatiently sitting over the stove looking at the water boiling and dumping in too far, too quick and pulling them out too soon. Just the way it is in life, though. I just, I, I'm doing my best to get over the struggles. Sometimes God's saying, you need more rest than you're getting. And I kick against the pricks and I fight against the the will of God, all because I feel like my schedule's being uprooted. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor, Matthew eleven twenty eight, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Thank God he just, he just puts rest into our life, whether we want it or not at times. I said, thank God he gives us rest, whether we want to slow down long enough for it or not. Number two. Number two, reason for delays. Number one is rest. Number two is test. Hello. Test. Look at you all of a sudden. Look at your phone like you're not going to listen to me now. Sometimes God puts things there as a test. And just like in school, you don't get to go to the next grade if you fail the test. Oh, that's unfair. You're singling me out. That's this, that, that's wrong. That's injustice. And the teacher said, get over it, boy. You're going to take the test again if you have to stay after school. Anybody stay after school anymore because they have to? There's such a thing? And we claim, we, we threaten lawsuits if our kids have to stay after school. I, oh. Back when we were kids, it was pretty frequent, wasn't it? If you fail the test, you've got to take it again. There's none of the smiley face, everybody gets the same reward at the end. Sorry, you don't get so many answers right, you fail. All the young people, oh, what's that? Sometimes delays are a test God put in our way. How are you going to handle it? What are you going to do with it? Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14, please. I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Sometimes, Brother Sam, tests or, or delays are a test to you and 
You asked for that day off. You planned on having it off. The boss alluded to the fact that it shouldn't be a problem. Your supervisor said, I think we've got it covered. And you read the schedule tomorrow, and you didn't get it. Something came into the equation. Some problem they hadn't planned on came into play. And now you got to backtrack and get out of that birthday party or get out of that meeting you planned on with a scheduled day off. Sometimes delays are a test. Anybody feel like God is, that you're above God ever testing you? You don't dare raise your hand on that one. Sometimes God's saying rest, Brother Carl. Sometimes God's saying test, Brother Justin. And either way, the response is, in your patience, possess ye your souls. Either way, what matters most is in your patience, possess ye your souls. All right, let me, let me stop right here. Psalm 40, verse 1. Look what David said. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. That's easy to say. If I told you, I was pretty patient. Do you believe me automatically? Now, Brother Rob tells me he's been patient. I believe that because of his demeanor. I kind of, once in a while, I'll believe that. Those are, you know, feisty Franks among us and all that. If there are any Franks here, I just I pulled that out of the air. Don't take it personal. He said, I waited patiently. Now show me the C-E-B, Sister Playo, please. Not the C-E-V, but C-E-B as in, as in Brad. I put all my hope in the Lord. That's what the word inclined means. He leaned down to me. And listened to my cry for help. There's time. Leave that up there, please. There's times that I feel like I'm crying, but he's not leaning. And my patience factor is tested greatly. I'm not resting now. I'm being tested. My patience factor is on the line. It's on public display. The exhibition, everybody in heaven can see it. But the reason the writer said he's leaning my way is because of how I waited. Every once in a while, even the most impatient among us, we get the point eventually. And we say, you know what, no matter how much I kick on this door, my uncle, who's my original pastor, used to tell me, listen, if it's God's will, the door will open of its own accord. If it's not God's will, you're just going to bruise and bloody up your knuckles trying to beat that door in. The difference is how you wait. It didn't say God answered me instantaneously. God, David didn't say, God, you did it right away for me. He said, I cried to God, and then I waited patiently. I waited patiently. In your patience, possess ye your soul. That's pretty heavy matter right there. Look at that. I put all my hope in the Lord. He leaned down to me. You want God to lean your direction, look your way, turn his favor towards you? It all lies in how you deal with waiting. 
Someone sent me a little internet meme way back, and it's got to be true. I think I sent it to you, Brother Rick, after I got it. But it shows a, a long line of people behind a counter like this, just a, just a massive line. And it shows one little lady behind the desk, and she's got a computer screen in front of her. And you can see on the internet meme, she's playing solitaire on the screen. And the caption says, no wonder the line at DMV looks like this. How do you deal with delays in life, huh? I thought dinner was going to be at 5 o'clock. I thought the meeting was going to be at 4 a.m. or 4 p.m. or whatever. How do you deal with delays? If you want God to turn, to incline, to lean to you, it matters how you wait. It's easier just to kind of laugh about that in church today, but what about tomorrow when God's wanting you to rest and he puts a delay in your life? What about when you have an agenda and you have a strategy for the day and God puts a little test in your way? In your patience, possess your souls. I'll close with this scripture right here, Philippians 1 and verse number 6. He that began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I'm confident Paul said of this. It's not going to happen now. It's not going to happen right away. It may not happen quickly even. It's on his radar. He's going to do it. In your patience. Some of the most hated advice I've ever received in my life were two words. Just be, or be patient. Be patient. You don't have to raise your hands. I hope you don't. But anybody ever have a little bit of this road stuff going on they talk about? Look at these angelic faces. Road rage. What is it called? Hmm? Ouch. Always said when you preach, you're talking to yourself before you're talking to anybody else, right? Yeah. It might be that that car is in front of you because who knows what's going to happen down the road, right? It could be. It could be. That might be over dramatic, but it could be. delays of life. God, help us today to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. God, help us this morning to realize, Lord, that You're in control of everything. You're in control of the delays. You're in control of my life. You're in control of my future, my present. You're in control, God, of everything. I ask You, God, today to help me. Help me, Lord, to be stronger than I am, to be more mature than I have been to be more responsible than I have been, Lord, in the past. Help me, God, to realize I need rest in my life. Help me, Lord, to pass the test of life. Help me, God, to understand that it's not all in about, about being there in 30 seconds or according to the set time. It's not all about my schedule, God. It's about your time work, your time frame. It's all about you, Lord, today. All about you, Lord, today. The delays of life, how do you deal with them? Let's sing and worship God. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless your good name, God. Bless your good name.